You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hello, it's your host, Bethany Moore, the Deputy Director of Communications with NCIA, and I'm live on the expo floor at the Midwest Cannabis Business Conference, and I'm talking with a brand new member of NCIA, Chris Cantorgiani of Hello Manito. Welcome to my podcast studio today. Hey, Bethany. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Still have that new member smell. (laughs) So yesterday you were here for day one of our conference. How was your day? How did it go? The day, it was really great. I was, you know, I was looking forward to it. I'd already gone through the agenda to see what sessions I wanted to be at. And um, I I was pleasantly surprised by how informative the sessions were, how way deeper into things I'm interested in they got, and then how approachable the panel members were. I saw them at the after party last night, and I just got the warmest greeting from them, swapping phone numbers and all that kind of thing. I really feel like I hit the jackpot yesterday. That's so awesome. Well, it's great to have you here. And so you signed up right on site yesterday, just visiting, talking with my colleague, Amy Rose. Yeah, Amy was uh, really great to speak with. She actually did a a wonderful thing of just reaching out by email after I signed up for the conference as a a non-member at the non-member rate. And I did look at that time about becoming a member. she made me an offer I couldn't refuse. And it was, <laughs> she really, though, she, you know, we talked about the benefits. And one of the, one of the biggest ones for signing up at the conference, and they may wind up doing this um, at future conferences, which is why I mention it, uh, they kind of bake in the admission for another conference later on in the year. So that they kind of double hook you that because, you know, okay, now I'm a member on a seedling level, but I'll probably wind up going to California or New York conferences in 2022. Yeah, that's great. I'm really looking forward to our Cannabis Business Summit and Expo in December in San Francisco. Um, Of course, you know, it's been a year and a half since NCIA has been able to host these events. And thanks for mentioning the level of depth in our panels. Um, 
we, we, it takes a while to um, go through all the applications for speakers and try to really put together the best panels with diverse voices and insights that are that go beyond the 101, if that makes sense. You can really get to some of that advanced level cannabis thinking. Well, let me uh, give a quick pitch for the beauty of the regional aspect of it that you kind of touched on because I've been to other national cannabis conferences and they're wonderful and informative as well, but there's a lot of, well, I don't know what it's like in your state or I don't know what it's like in your state. Here, I just got out of a panel this morning I'm talking about micro businesses in Michigan, like down the rabbit hole in a way, but really cutting edge and current and relevant to, I'm in Ohio, I'm based in Ohio, I'm doing some work in Michigan, doing work in other states, but I want to know more about Michigan. And so I feel like if you had a national conference, they might not, it might not be as easy, or I did notice it was pretty California and Colorado heavy, which is lovely, but not where I'm, not the space I'm working in. Sure, I mean, it's great to see these other states, especially looking at the Northeast Corridor, all those little, um, you know, Eastern Seaboard states, they're really starting to move as well. Um, you know, the, the toothpaste isn't going back in the tube at this point with cannabis yeah. legalization. Yeah. We're just still stuck on this state-by-state state kind of model. Um, so let's talk a bit more about uh, some of the challenges in the cannabis industry. You know, the Safe Banking Act is one that uh, our government relations team has been pushing year after year after year, and it kind of it passes the House of Representatives, but then dies in the Senate. Um, but we were really excited about the Cannabis Administration and Opportunity Act, the KOWA. Yeah, it doesn't have the same ring as Safe <laughs> <Yeah>. Banking Act <laughs> right. and the MORE Act. Um, but um, we were so excited to get feedback from all of our members on that discussion draft bill. So being a member of NCIA is an opportunity for not only you to learn from your colleagues, but when things like this happen, we solicit, hey, what do you think? Because we're going to put a report together and send it to the Senate. Since I am just hours old into this, you know, wonderful organization, tell me a little bit more about that. So how do you get the conversation going for NCIA members? Do you, is it through email? Is it through um, Zoom discussions? Uh, this sounds interesting. Sure. So in this specific case, um, it was, you know, send an email to Michelle Rutter Freeberg, our deputy director of government uh. relations. Um, or I think I think we put together a form on Google Forms or something, right? Um, so we collected feedback also from our policy council and from our various industry sector committees as well um, to get all this feedback. Um, and then they put it in the pot, boiled it, mixed it, and then submitted a, a several dozen page um, feedback document to the Senate so that they can hopefully listen to yeah. us and like, you know, take our, our suggestions uh, to heart and in particularly the um, incremental tax that they were proposing, don't like it. I mean, we're trying to get rid of 280E of the tax code to begin with, right? So that wasn't good, but it was great to see um, expungement of, you know, nonviolent marijuana offenses baked into that bill as well. So, I mean, in addition to just legalizing cannabis, um, we are creating a holistic industry here that truly represents um, the legacy cannabis industry, um, those who have been impacted by the war on drugs, giving them access to this industry and support. 
as well as just seeing all the beautiful like technology and innovation and science that goes into this as well. I know you've had a chance to talk to it, most of the expo floor vendors, right? Has anything stuck out to you as like really exciting or you, you didn't realize or you're, you thought it was very innovative or? Yeah, there are, there are, an, um, it's really the, this, this, you know, the diversity is um, apparent in a lot of ways, not just um, with people's backgrounds, but I, I'm looking over here at a, uh, an agency that is uh, about insurance and um, things for employers. Over here we've got uh, lawyers. Uh, there is a lighting company. Uh, over here we've got marketing and uh, magazines. It really is uh, almost anything that you can think of or things that you didn't even know. I, I have, I, I, I've done the loop several times, and each time I'm like, oh, I didn't see that booth before, or oh, I should go talk to that person. Um, it is full of great new things just to absorb. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Again, I'm really, really looking forward to the Cannabis Business Summit and Expo this December in San Francisco because it's going to be much bigger um, than this Midwest regional show. Um, and, you know, the after parties last night were pretty fun, and that's why my voice is a little froggy right now. <laughs> um, did you get a chance to mix and mingle last night? I did. Yeah, I did. I, you know, it's funny. I um, We're here in Detroit, which is a great American city. I think it's a little underrated, actually. People have sort of looked beyond Detroit because of uh, how it had some rough years there. But I do love Detroit. And downtown, there's a, uh, a place right next to where we are at the convention center called the Apparatus Room. And I had been there for dinner about a year ago and thought, oh, this is such a cool place. And I had a little bit of time to kill before going over to the nightclub where the event started at 7. So I thought, I'll wander into Apparatus Room. I wonder if there'll be you know, people that are at the conference here. But I, I let it go, bellied up to the bar, and immediately met people who are now my best friends. They, they were here for the conference. Two guys from Chicago, a woman also from Chicago, but from a totally different aspect of the business. We chatted for the full hour and then carried on when we went over to the nightclub, and I met more people there. Um, there I listened to, the other, the other great thing was, one of the panels I was listening to was about what's next in the cannabis uh, space. And I'm uh, very interested in these consumption lounges, which are starting to percolate and you're hearing more about. I think that that'll be something to really pay attention to. And there were two people on a panel that I was just enthralled by and they're in Michigan. And I thought, I need to meet these folks, but I'll, I'll wait. I'll, they mentioned that they were gonna be at the event. And in fact, one of them was the person that put the event together. And I'm holding my, you know, crossing my fingers thinking, oh, I hope they come in. Sure enough, in they come around eight o'clock, and I told the people I was with, I need to go say hello to these folks. And I, I'm a talkative, kind of friendly person, but occasionally, it's not that I'm starstruck, but you know, you get a little self-conscious when you go up to say someone, hi, I, I'm, I sat and listened to you, would you, could we talk? They could not have been nicer. They were very warm and friendly, immediately gave me their phone number, said, let's talk. It was great, and I have been in other businesses for a long time as a journalist. I've been to journalism conferences. There's a little clickishness at other businesses. I'm not trying to cast aspersions on journalism, but I know if you go to some other conferences, people that have been established for a while, sometimes they're not quite as friendly across the board with right now, I feel, in this cannabis space. People want to help each other. They, they want to hear your ideas, not because they want to take them, but they want to say, oh, I should put you in touch with so-and-so. There's a lot of connectivity in the purest form happening here right now. Uh, it's really lovely to see. So that was, I mean, the two highlights for me last night at the event, I hope you had a wonderful time too, I'd love to hear what, what, what you did, um, was uh, 
meeting people and really, really talking specifics pre-event and then getting there, having a good time with them and meeting even more people. And that is really is as valuable or maybe even more valuable than what I'm learning in the panels themselves. That's great to hear. I'm, I'm so glad you had a good time. One thing that I hear over and over again and have observed um, is our industry really does have a community. We really do want to elevate the whole industry together and that means lifting each other up. Um, it's not stepping on each other. It's uh, sharing wisdom, it's sharing insights, um, the storytelling, the, the war stories. Um, I mean, this is still a movement and that's important to remember. Cannabis is still federally illegal. There are still people behind bars for a plant. So the, the work's not over. Um, meanwhile, our industry is innovating faster and faster and the science is lifting it up too but there's still a lot of policy and advocacy work to be done. So I think we all kind of get that because we're still coming out of the shadows and into the light, you know? I, I hope this doesn't sound cliche, but I really have felt like this is a frontier mm -hmm. and we are all pioneers. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's why everyone's so uh, friendly is because you know, you, can, you know the struggle that they're going through or at least trying to build something. And I, I, I'm getting chills just thinking about it, how much I'm excited by this. That's so great. Well, we're so excited to have you as a brand new I'm so honored to be here. It's member. such a pleasure to meet you and to be able to speak with you. I've really enjoyed. I've really enjoyed talking with you. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your day, too, here at Midwest Cannabis Business Conference. And um, hopefully we'll see you in San Francisco. I hope, too. I hope, too. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you, Bethany. Take care. You, too. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Good morning. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, with NCIA and we are on the expo floor of the Midwest Cannabis Business Conference in Detroit, Michigan. And I'm sitting with Melissa Allison of Paragon Payroll, who has a booth here on the expo floor. How's it going, Melissa? Great, thank you for having me. It's really cold here. I'm glad I checked the weather before I flew in. <laughs> yeah, it's it's rainy, I know. My hair's all frizzy and curly, and um, I'm just going with it. Um, but it's it's nice to be here after a really hot summer, to be honest. Um, and Detroit is such a great city. Um, it's the whole state of Michigan uh, is 
is is is pumping after after legalizing cannabis just a couple years ago. Dispensaries are open, business is booming, um, and and the state itself is set to get pretty close to you know California market sales. So that's incredible. It it's really incredible. Is. Um, so you do payroll support in the cannabis industry. What are some of the things um, that you come across often um, that are unique challenges to cannabis companies? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, we work with some of the biggest names in the industry, and then um, I will have two-man grows, startups. And they're, the difference in their business needs is, is like, you know, night and day and we have a really robust platform that can speak to um, each of those business needs it's scalable it's growable it's a la carte and we normally try to take a more consultative approach so when we first discuss their pain points we get in there we ask the right questions and see how we can skinny down their vendor list um, handhold them through the process point them in the right direction Maybe um, our services don't fit their entire need, but we have partners that we can add in to help, you know, we, we work with a lot of banks, CPAs, lawyers, give them more of that, you know, hands-on approach. It takes a village, really, really to, does. to run a cannabis company. Um, and, you know, every state has their own, own fun little set of yes. regulations and compliance <laughs> requirements. Um, so do you work in one particular state or across several states? We are nationwide. We have banking relationships in every single state. Um, we get our clients banked so that way they can pay their employees with direct deposits, have that full money movement. So we, again, we take that consultative approach and um, we wanna be that extra layer of support. That's one of the reasons why we joined NCIA was we wanted to stay up to date on laws and news and you guys provide such amazing content so that way we can share it with our clients. Oh, thanks for saying that. Our government relations team in Washington, D.C. is certainly busy year-round, um, even during August recess, <laughs> as, as we've seen this summer. Um, and the Safe Banking Act, you know, NCIA kind of considers that piece of legislation our baby. Uh, we helped name it and everything. Um, but it just kind of sits in the House of Representatives, and when it goes to the Senate, much like other non-cannabis legislation, it just kind of dies there. Um, but every year we get more and more co-sponsors for that bill, which, you know, just shows that Congress and the general public are catching up to the idea that our industry deserves to be treated just like every other industry. And to that point, the employees that work in our industry, we create so many jobs, honestly, and those employees deserve direct deposit and maybe even 401ks yes, and benefits. health insurance, Absolutely, right? absolutely. And, you know, during COVID, cannabis as an essential business, we have the, you know, the view because of our clientele to see what the jobs report, you know, for cannabis looks like. And it's only boomed for us. We had a brief pause, you know, at the very beginning and then hiring continued. And a big pain point for our cannabis clients is just getting the the services they deserve without being you know quote unquote cannabis priced and we do that very well we keep our pricing the same across the book whether 
you were a restaurant or you're an extractor or, <laughs> or a dispensary, we don't price gouge. We know that they're getting hit from every direction and we want them to trust us. They trust us with their money and taxes. So that's a big, <laughs> it's a big thing. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's so many challenges that the cannabis industry has, um, but we're, we're making progress. Um, we are seeing companies able to offer the same kinds of hiring and, and retainment packages that other industries would have. Absolutely. And you're so right about the COVID-19 pandemic when cannabis was deemed an essential business in most places. Um, and other people weren't able to go to their jobs. Um, I, you know, I think there were people that maybe looked to the cannabis industry and said, huh, you know, I wonder what that's like, or I've always kind of wanted to work in the cannabis industry, but it didn't make sense to make the leap at the time. Mm -hmm. But then when there were very, very few um, jobs available when the service industries were closed down and, you know, so many businesses had to shutter their doors for a while, Cannabis looked real attractive because Absolutely. we were booming. I mean, we had curbside delivery. We had online pre-order. Um, uh, like, we were able to, I hate to say it, pivot. Exactly. <laughs> that, that was the year. That was the word of the year last year, right? <laughs> pivot, pivot, pivot. Um, so we, we've always kind of been the, the cool, sexy, the job, you know? Like, ooh, cannabis industry. But then during COVID, it was like, oh, wow. Yeah. That's serious yeah. business, right? Yeah. And what I've found working within cannabis and supporting cannabis is that they're so industrious, entrepreneurial, you know, they are out of the box thinkers. So when they saw an opening, they would make it happen for their, you know, their customers. And uh, just the ingeniousness uh, that I witnessed during the pandemic was awesome. They were able to pivot. They were able to keep the doors open. They were able to make sure that the patients were getting, you know, the supplies they needed. It was fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Well, uh, how's your experience been here at the show since it's day two now, and I've got this froggy voice from going to the after parties last night? <clears throat> <laughs> it's been wonderful. Um, I have to say I've done a lot of shows this year since everything opened back up, and this one has been the safest. And uh, with the masks and social distancing, everybody's been really, truly respectful. And I know that a lot of people get into cannabis because, you know, they have autoimmune diseases or they suffer from inflammation. So giving them this sense of security blanket so they can come out and enjoy the show, too, and, and network, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. We're following the uh, the regulations set forth by the city of Detroit and the TCF Convention Center here. So masks are required. There's plenty of hand sanitizing stations, and the uh, the aisles between the booths. Also, we kind of spread them out a little bit more so people can social distance. <laughs> um, so yeah, we really are taking um, everyone's health and safety in priority, but but we know that people need to get back to business, to, to the, the art of trade shows, to the, you know, being here, meeting people. There's, it's just different than a Zoom call. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I really appreciate it, even though, you know, we were locked down last year. Um, everybody still would reach out. I learned so much from podcasts, Clubhouse, 
I got to jump into states that I wouldn't have before. Um, I set through so many Zoom calls about social equity and diversity and minority-owned business and you know pushing women to the their seat at the table that I wouldn't have before. So I really enjoyed that aspect of of COVID lockdown. I got to to you know educate myself on what was going on in so many different states. Yeah, I totally remember that. It was like, well, I'm sitting at home and I'm I'm suddenly bored. Oh, look at <laughs> look at that bookshelf of books that I could read. No, nah. I'm gonna get on the internet. Yeah, but um, you know, NCIA pivoted, and uh, we started. Well, we couldn't host our events anymore. Yeah. Oh, so you know, our educational webinar series really kicked Absolutely. off during that time. We would have three or three or four webinars a week at one point. There, it was like a bit much. Um, and, and we are, you know, of course our weekly podcast on cannabis radio and, um, and our, our second podcast that's just a year or so old, the cannabis minority report hosted by Khadija Adams, focusing on our diversity, equity, and inclusion issues. It's fantastic. Well, which yeah. has a live element on Facebook on Mondays at 1 PM Eastern. So you can even watch it, which <laughs> is cool. Um, so yeah, we really, got an opportunity to dive into upping our game here Absolutely. at NCIA in the digital world. Um, so I'm glad it all worked out yeah. and I'm glad we're all here. <laughs> it's nice to be back here and, and talking to people. So thanks for joining us, Melissa. Um, I hope you have a great day too here at Midwest Cannabis Business Conference and hopefully we'll see you in <clears throat> San Francisco absolutely in December it will be a little bit warmer there than here so you guys were very strategic in your planning <laughs> theoretically yes yeah, San Francisco should be warmer than Detroit in December so we're yeah we'll see but um, I'm looking forward to it I haven't been to San Francisco in a couple years and the Moscone Center Convention Center is world world renowned so we're excited to be there and hosting cannabis there um, I don't know if we've announced this yet, but we're going to have real, real product on the show floor. We're allowed, there's no sales or gifting, but you're allowed to have real cannabis on the expo floor at our Cannabis Business Summit and Expo. So that's just kind of a fun thing about the evolution of laws and trade Absolutely. shows and yeah. how far we've come. Yeah, and that's funny because, you know, that's part of traveling and going to these different conventions in different states, just what they're able to to give out, what they're able to, even their swag is completely different, uh, depending on states. So, yeah, I think California is the place to go. <laughs> it's going to be a good show. Look forward to seeing you there, Melissa. And thanks for sitting down with me and hope you're having a, a great day, too, here at the show. Thank you. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.